Welcome to RSN's Race Day. Ready? Gates crash back in racing. For the first hour, it's the first word. Here's Gareth Hall. Yes, this is RSN's Race Day on this Saturday. The 9th of July. Good morning to you listening on your local RSN 927 dial throughout Victoria. And hello to you wherever you may be listening on the RSN 927 app. Our sister channels right across the country and also on our website at rsn.net.au. We're back at Caulfield this afternoon. The highlight there, the Group 3 Sir John Monash Stakes, where we see the return of Peter Moody Stallion, Oxley Road, and also Maliva for Philip Stokes, and both those horses dominate the market. They are fresh up, and they take on one of the finds of the winter, the Warnable Star in Ashford Street that's had a little bit of support at $7. But probably the boom horse this afternoon is inundation for Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. He's had the four starts for three wins, including a dominant victory here at Caulfield at his last start. A Doombin. Their group racing continues on with the Pam O'Neill Stakes and also the Chief De Beers. At Ramwick, the feature event is the Winter Stakes. They go to Gawler in South Australia. They race at Belmont in Western Australia. And our second meeting here in Victoria, we're heading to the all-weather track at Packenham. Hi, I'm Gareth Hall, and this is RSN Saturday Race Day at 7.05. RSN's Race Day and the first word with Gareth Hall. As always, it's a busy start to the morning here on RSN 927 with the, the first word. We'll be catching up with David Brightoak, Cindy Alderson. Imogen Miller has her star galloper going around, of course, in race two from Tasmania. We'll also have a chat to Nick Ryan, J.D. Hayes, David Feek, Matthew Smith, Nigel Blackiston, Pride, Archie Alexander and uh, Michael Kent Jr. But let's head out to Caulfield to catch up with uh, Tim Bailey for an update uh, for the update on this track at Caulfield this afternoon. Hello to you, Tim. Good morning, Gareth. How much rain did you have overnight? Yeah, well, the last 24 hours we've had 14 millimetres, uh, which is a lot more than the 4 to 8 millimetres that was forecast. So, uh, so we're presently on a soft 7. OK, soft 7. What's the weather looking like today? You're saying 2 to 3 millimetres of rain falling this morning. Um, looking at the radar... You can see they're certainly coming across the bay. At, at this stage, we're looking clear, but I'd sort of, I think we'd be very lucky not to get anything during the morning. So, yeah, probably expect a couple of more light showers. Uh, unless we actually get rain during the meeting, I think I don't think we'll get to that heavy range. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's in, even though it's a soft seven, it's in really good condition, and uh, you know, it was quite dry yesterday before that rain. So, do you think we'll stay at the soft seven then for the remainder of the day? I do, unless we get showers during the. During the race meeting, as you, as you know, as you would have yeah. observed, you know, if you get rain whilst they're uh, opening the track up, they certainly deteriorate quickly. So, yeah, providing we don't get rain during the races, I think we'll hold that seven for the whole day. Where's the rail? Yeah, rail's at three. Where it was true here a fortnight ago, so there's some light marking from the 600 to the winning post. Uh, so with with that, obviously, that moisture in the track now, I think during the day, they'll just gradually just ease off that fence. All right, wind conditions? Uh, 15 to... 20 kilometres southwesterly, uh, which is basically a tailwind coming out of that 1,200 shoot, but you know, it's probably not, not strong enough really to have any any impact on the on the races. All right, mate, let's hope that rain stays away. Thanks yeah, for that. Thanks, Gareth. There we go. Always great to catch up with Tim Bailey. So at the moment, we're working on a soft seven. Um, if the rain comes throughout the meeting, it probably drops back to a heavy, but if there's only a few showers this morning and we get what's predicted, we should be racing there at a soft seven throughout the afternoon. David Brodak's had a couple of nice chances, including Turbo going around in race number seven at Caulfield this afternoon. Hello to you, David. Thanks for your time. Yeah, good morning. Geez, you must have been happy with Turbo the other day. Yeah, he was good the other day. Um, he's, he's done well since. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it all pans out. Soft seven, no problems for him? Uh, it's probably on the, um, on the wetter side of what he wants. Yeah. Um, but we can't, we can't do anything about that. Where would you like to see him from that gate today? Oh, look, he's, he's wide enough. Uh, so, you know, he's probably going to be three wide with cover, I would think. Yeah, um, but he's trained on nicely since. Yeah, he's in good shape. What about the big buzz? Oh, the big buzz, um, I think he should be a good improver. I thought his last run was 
uh, was very good. Um, we we really we really sort of needed a bit better ground for him, but I think he'll improve. And uh, from his gait, uh, he should be you know fairly forward, I'd say. Okay, so he might be worth putting into your qualities or definitely your first fours. Look, I think he's. I I really liked his last run. Uh, he, I've had him for a little while, and we just haven't had anything suitable for him. Um, but he show he gave me a, a, a bit of an indication as to what this horse is capable of uh, when he ran two weeks ago. So I think. Uh, Maybe the ground will stop him today, but he's a horse to watch. All right, we'll put him in our black book then. The big bars. And, David, you take Blazing Rebel to Gawler. You've got Forster on board, which is a massive tick. Um, one nicely last start, this start of Rebel Raider. Can he do it again, but getting on the turf this time? Oh, I, yeah, I, I think he's... Um, I, I really think he's got a good shot there. Um, yep. The horse has done well. Uh, the trip's perfect for him. Uh, he, he'll, he'll be suited by the ground. The ground over there um, won't be too rain-affected. So, yeah, I think I've got a shot in Adelaide. What's your best chance today? Uh, look, Turbo is, uh, is, is very much a favourite horse, so I hope he goes well. But I think the horse in Adelaide's got a good shot too. All right, Blazing Rebel there. $8, that'll do us in the third. Good on you, David. Good luck. Thank you. There's David Brideoak. Imogen Miller has Algonon going around in the second race at Caulfield today. The Tassie Star and Imogen joins us here on the first word. Good morning, Imogen. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. How is Algonon? First up, he's got a wonderful fresh record. Has this always been the plan to um, set him for a first up assignment in Melbourne? Yeah, look, obviously his first up form is um, really fantastic and... um, we wanted to sort of capitalise on him. Hopefully, his rating gets to a point where, um, it, you know, it is high. We wanted to capitalise while he's um, got that sort of lower rating and and bring him over and and hopefully he can um, he can make it worthwhile for us. We look in the form guide and we see he has form behind horses like and beyond that we've seen a little bit here for Lindsay Smith and First Accused has run some nice races here in Melbourne as well. Um, does that give you confidence that he can definitely measure up here? Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, sometimes obviously it's hard uh, in Tassie to sort of measure up the form um, over here, but I think that that's, you know, a pretty good line through first through first accused and like you say and beyond. Um, so, yeah, I'm confident that he's... I'm confident that he's got the ability to measure up in, in certainly in, in sort of that those ratings races. Um, hopefully uh, he's better than that too, but um, it's just sort of, sort of um, how he's how he handles it's yep. a trip for him. So, uh, you know, that's probably more my concern. But he seems really well. I'm happy with how he, how he is this morning too. He's eaten up overnight, which is really good, obviously. Um, he's a bit... Uh, he was a bit unsettled when he first arrived, but um, now he's sort of calmed down and he's sort of taking it all in. So I'm, I'm pleased with how he is, yeah. Because it's not easy for them, is it? Especially on their, their first trip away. They've got to spend a night on the boat. So it's... Uh... What would what would the round trip be? Yeah, so he we left home uh, Thursday lunchtime. Yep. And um, and then on the boat, so drove him up to the depot. Then he's on the boat Thursday night. Arrives, you know, Friday morning. Um, and then obviously he race today, and then he'll be back on the boat uh, Monday. So he'll get home Tuesday. So do you think that he might have improved just a little bit too from his last preparation since that break? Yeah, look, I'd, I'd like to think so. He's um, he's a, a tall, athletic horse, and he's, he's filled out a bit this time in. And I was really happy with his trial because he he can sort of be a little bit unfocused, and um, you know, he's mentally hasn't been sort of head in the game. So I'm hoping I was pleased with his trial, and I think he's he's taken a next step. So if he can bring it today, I'm sure he'll be competitive. And we like to see him on the pace. That's how he races. Yeah, look, that's his, you know, his normal pattern. Um, you know, if things went awry and he, he was slow out or something like that, I wouldn't be too phased. Um, but he, he generally flies the gates and puts himself in a nice handy position. And I'd, I'd imagine he'll be just sort of just off the speed, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, I watched a few of his replays. He does take a little bit of riding at times. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly does. As I said, mentally he's not there yet. Um, so, yeah, he's a bit of a... 
a, a bit of a goofball, I'd say. So he he sort of hasn't really worked out what racing's all about. It's, it's for him, it's a bit of a game. So, um, you know, I, I was happy with his trial. I thought he was a little bit more serious, um, but you know, no pressure. So um, yeah. we'll see what happens. And, and what about the soft seven, Imogen? Uh, yeah, look, he's handled us off track before. I, I don't think that'll be an issue for him at all. Um, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd like it to stay in the soft range and not get heavy, but um, having said that, it wouldn't really worry me if it did, yeah. Well, he's got a bit of a following anyway. Tassie, throughout my show on RSN Central during the week, there was a lot of Tassie listeners texting in saying, Gareth, you better, you better be having something on Algonon. So um, we will do just that. We wish you the best of luck, Imogen, today with your star. Excellent. Thank you very much. There's Imogen Miller, Algonon. A great chance there in race number two at uh, Caulfield this afternoon. Cindy Alderson's got a pretty good team in there as well at Caulfield, and she joins us now. Hello to you, Cindy. Hey, Gareth. How are you? I am very well, but this goes around in race number three. Um, how do you rate his chances back to the 2,000 metres? Uh, I think the two, back to the 2,000 should suit him very well. Uh, I thought he just struggled a little bit the last 200. He was really good up until the last 200 there at Sandown. Um, heavy track probably didn't work him for him either but um it's probably a step up in class and i'm just not sure if he's quite got the class required but he's very very honest and he gives his best rube is never really far away he had excuses when he failed at flemington he heads to caulfield on a soft seven um you happy with him yeah he's uh pretty similar it's funny i've only ever had two dissident horses both owned by the same gentleman and um to say they're probably not the most brilliant horses in the stable, but they always give their best. So you can't be dissatisfied with horses like that. Would you prefer to see a firmer surface for him, or you think he can go okay on a soft seven? I think he's fine on a soft seven. Yeah. And what about Jigsaw? He has to take on um, this boom horse at the moment, Inundation. Um, and how how's he at the moment? He's really good. I mean, he struggled a little bit at the 1300 on a heavy track. Um, had a um, you know had a bit of an issue pulling up, but he's really bounced well this last week, and um, I think the 1100 at Caulfield is a good track for him. But obviously, he's paying the price for being a um, from you know a fairly or early two-year-old and winning his races in town because he's carrying a bit of weight uh, against some nice up-and-coming horses, including this Inundate. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs against them. Yeah, but he's over that problem that um, bothered him at Sandown there last start. Yeah, he appears to be. You know, he's yeah. really, he's worked this week. Michael Walker's been in and ridden him, and he's really been really sharp. Um, a couple of times his gallops have been, you know, probably right up there with his best. But look, to be fair, he's always been a great track worker, this horse. So it's not always easy to judge him off his track work. But he's bright and he's well. His actions, his actions good. So, you know, he, I think he'll be pretty competitive in what is, looks to be a fairly strong race. And obviously... He's going to have to give weight to what looks to be a pretty impressive um, up-and-comer. If I got $10 off Matty Stewart, what would you recommend I do with it today with your runners? Ooh, that's a hard one. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, I really don't know. I don't want Matty Stewart's money on. That's what I'm going to say. As soon as I I, um, tried to put it in that context, I knew that answer would be coming. It's my money now, Cindy. Don't worry. Okay, oh, definitely, we'll just double up, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, look, I think possibly Jigsaw. I mean, yeah. I, he or Rube, I think Badass is probably the one that's got the, the, you know, he's got the biggest task today, but they're all, they're all going there in good condition, and I'm not overly confident, but I think they should run well. You're a bloody star, Cindy. Good luck today. Thank you. Bye. There's, there's Cindy Alderson there. Let's hear what Claire Lever has to say about this New South Wales two-year-old filly that was impressive on a debut in jukebox fly that goes around in the first race. She's travelled down here good and um, she's bright and, and she knows what her job is. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, it just it just pans out really good for us. So she's currently at, what, $7.50 with Brett Preble aboard. Lyrical Lad looks tough to beat in race number seven. Here's Philip Stokes. It probably is, but I think he's drawn to get the perfect run again. Yep. Um, so I wouldn't be too worried about that. The horse is flying... Uh, it's the right race for him, and um, he, 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 he was running, he was still run very well. Geez, that's a good push for Philip Stokes with Lyrical Lad there looking for back to back victories at $3.80. The feature race is the Neds, Sir John Monash Stakes. It's wait for age over the 1100 metres at Group 3 level, Oxley Road. 
He's a proven Group 1 performer. He's been competitive at the, the highest level. He's first up in this Group 3, trained by Peter Moody, and he's Peter's assistant trainer, Kath Coleman. Well, we've, each time he's come back in, we've sort of looked at him and said, oh, he's still not quite there yet. He still looks like a baby. He doesn't look like a stallion yet. And this time when he came back into the stable, we took one look at him and Pete actually said, oh, our little boy's become a man. So he actually, mm. he finally, he's finally furnished and he looks, he looks outstanding, this preparation. So we're really excited to get him back to the races and see... Um, you know, see if he's come back in as good a form as we think he has, but he's trialled up well, his work at home has been super, and he goes there in really good form. So that's a really good push there from Kath Coleman yesterday. So Oxley Rhodes at 2.90, Maliva the other horse that's first up, and Philip Stokes gave Maliva um, a good push. She's that daughter of Headwater. She's at 3.60, so those two gallopers resuming dominate the market there in the, the Sir John Monash stakes there at Caulfield. At 7.19, Gareth Hall with you on the first word to kick off RSN Saturday race day. When we return, we'll catch up with Nick Ryan, J.D. Hayes and Dave. Racing at Caulfield, soft seven at the moment, probably will stay at that range. There is some rain predicted this morning and they've had about 14 mils in the last 24 hours, which is more than what Tim Bailey expected there. So on a soft seven, Hopefully there's not too much rain around uh, in uh, the morning hours here in Melbourne, but I think we'll be around the soft seven rains. If they do get more rain than expected, of course, and the rain comes throughout the meeting, we probably go down to a heavy track, but we'll cross our fingers and hopefully we'll stay around that soft seven range. Nick Ryan's got Gold Spark going around in the second. He's first up, this lightly raised six-year-old, and Nick is with us now. Good morning, Nick. Morning, Gareth. Uh, mate, can he win the second race first up, Gold Spark? Oh, I'd like to hope so. Um, he's fresh and well. Um, he's dropping down in grey today. He's won some one on the soft, and um, he's uh, won at the track. So a lot of positives. I'm, I'm really happy with him. And um, rain overnight certainly won't hurt his chances. Where do you want Billy from that low draw? Well, actually, Billy's um, just started a suspension Thursday. So no loss. We've got Jai McNeil up in the saddle. Um, yeah. Probably the only thing he's drawn low, so he, he may need a bit of luck at some stage. And um, look, if he gets it, um, I'm sure he'll be finishing hard. So basically, he's worth a pun if we like him. Oh, look, he's a, he's a, he's a good odds. Um, if you do like him, I'm, I'm sure he'll run well. What do you make of Edison this campaign? He goes around in race nine. Yeah, he's been terrific for us. He's uh, obviously it was a very tough assignment last start in the winter championship. Um, that race come up very strong and. Um, he drew a bit wide. Um, his run was good. He's probably suspect at the mile, hence we're on the seven-day backup today. Blinker's back on 1,400. Uh, he's drawn a good gate with Brett Preble on, so um, he's probably rock-hard fit today, the fittest he's been, and um, he'll give a very good sight. With the blinkers on, does he get out in front and dictate terms here? Where would you like to see Preble aboard um, him in the run? Yeah, he'll certainly be rid- ridden positive, and um, he'll be up on speed. Um, he's got a little kick, um, but he can sustain a good gallop. Is $19 a big price in your eyes? Yeah, for sure. And, and same with him. Um, rain overnight certainly will enhance his chances. He loves to get his toe into the ground. All right, mate. Um, which one's the best one if we're having a punt? Oh, look, at, at the odds, I'd, I'd probably back Edison each way. All right, then. I like that push at $19. Good on you, mate. Good luck. Thank you. There's uh, Nick Ryan there. The Lindsay Park team have got some handy chances engaged there at Caulfield, and JD Hayes joins us. G'day, JD. Thank you for having me. Uh, what about last week, mate? You can't believe it, can you? Really? Sometimes it's tough this punting game. It's tough, but if you backed it with the uh, corporates, you got paid out, so we're counting it as a win on that, <laughs> on that front. <laughs> we are sponsored by Tabcorp, JD, but um, I know your point. Um, what about race seven? Huntley Castle and Peru go around. Can you split those two? Uh, Huntley Castle, it is a very strong race. Huntley Castle's on. He's potentially heading up north for the Darwin Cup, so we just want to see him really put in a competitive effort. And Perua, uh, back to 1,700, she's well-performed at Caulfield. Um, I thought she put the writing on the wall that she's going to run a good race and I'd be putting her in your first fours, maybe even a little each way. Oh, that's a good push. What's Huntley Castle? Yeah, Huntley Castle's, what, $34 and $8 to play, so that's a good push at a big price. Um, 
What do you make of Asar? He goes around in the Sir John Monash stakes at weight for age level. Um, he's $19, but I guess, JD, if he turns up in um, the right frame of mind, he won't be far away. No, absolutely. Look, he's, he's a horse that um, everything has to go right in the day. And what I like about going into this race is we've got the Adelaide trip under our belt. He's got good residual fitness. He's had two trials into this. And his last piece of work was quite excellent. So I know the horse is in good order. Um, what's interesting to note too, Blake and Google, he's a left-hand whip rider. When you rode him in a trial, uh, we just decided to take him off the bridle and he really responded to the left-hand whip. So there's a few different angles going into this race that could culminate in a very different result. And we know he's got the ability. Does he jump on the pace from that draw? Oh, he's, a, he's a naturally brilliant out of the gate, so we're yeah. not going to take that away from him. It does look to be really hot speed um, with the Moody horse, so he'll either be behind them or outside the leader, so we will be forward. Has Biometric got that winning feeling now? Can he go back-to-back back at the ninth? He's the best each way of the day, I feel. He's going to need a lot of luck and then probably a bit more from that draw, um, but he's going to run a very good race. Just if we get the luck in running, he could be the blowout. Yeah, and um, he's got that uh, wide barrier to overcome, but H. Coffee's in form at the moment, so it's another good push at a price, $26 and $8 for Biometric. you got a couple there at Pakenham on the synthetic track in Shoal Bay in the third and the Ballet Dancer in the first. Would you suggest that we have something on one of those two? Uh, the Ballet Dancer is definitely worth a little bit. She's come up favourite in the market, but um, she's put the riding on the wall last start that she's ready to run a very good race in the miles suit, being out of as a bill mare. She's either going to get over 2,000 metres. So um, I think she's a nice silly that's destined to be running on better tracks than the synthetic. What's your best today, JD? Look, I, I think I've woken up on the right side of bed. I'm very yes. optimistic today, but I'm going to go <laughs> shoot low with the ballet dancer. I think she's the best at packing up. All right, beautiful. Good luck, mate. Thank you. There's J.D. Hayes there. Let's catch up with David Feek because Bell CL represents their stable on the second at Caulfield this afternoon. Good morning to you, David. Thanks for your time. Yeah, no problem. Good morning. How is Bell CL? Yeah, she's really good. We're, uh, we're very happy with her. She's been up a while now, but uh, doesn't seem to be tapering off at all. Uh, probably had a luckless preparation, really, and hopefully today can be the day. You happy with the rain overnight? No issue for her at all. I actually uh, prefer to have a good bit of cut in the ground for her. I think she's. Uh, I think we're down to 11 runners now, uh, drawn six, and uh, looks to be strong enough tempo. So Craig Newitt rode her in her last start where she flew home. He, he knows the horse well now, and uh, we'll leave it to him. It's just the case where she needs a bit of tempo on the, the breaks to go her way um, in the concluding stages. I think so. She's just been, you know, one hates to make excuses for horses, but she has been very unlucky. Um, she's drawn some bad barriers and a couple of occasions there, the gaps have closed on her. So she, in the past, she can be a little bit tardy out of the gate, uh, but off the strong tempo today, hopefully she can be closing strong. Can Handful win first up at Pakenham? Probably not. Okay, and what about Vitesse Breeze that goes around fourth up in race number seven, the restricted 58? Yeah, I think, um, you know, he gets his opportunities there. I don't really like that barrier one for him, but I think Robbie Downey on board, uh, his style of riding will really suit this horse because he sort of gets to the furlong pole, looks like he's uh, going to be ultra competitive, and I think Robbie will really grab a hold of him, pull his whip through, and... Um, I actually think he's one of our better chances of the day. Okay, would he be your best? I think Balciel is probably our best. Race two, Balciel. We'll have something on Vintess Breeze as well. Good on you, David. Good luck. Thank you. There's David Feet there. Matthew Smith, he's got runners in three different states this afternoon. He's got Cliffs Art in the Pam O'Neill at Eagle Farm. He's got couple of nice chances in Sydney and two nice chances, of course, here in Melbourne at Caulfield. And uh, Matty Smith joins us now here on The First Word. Good morning to you, Matty. Morning. How are you all? Good, thanks, mate. It's a busy day. You've got Darlena Bell going around in race number two at Caulfield over the 1,100 metres. What can you tell us about her? Yeah, look, she's in good order and uh, uh, she's continued to do well at home. Uh, Probably, look, she's better stage of a prep now. She might be looking for a little bit further, but uh, just with the tracks being so wet in Sydney, we're just 
trying to find uh, a dry track for actually. Yeah. And uh, the gods, the heavens have opened up, so <laughs> we haven't got that either. So soft seven, is that a concern? Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll just have to see now what happens. But uh, look, she's working well and she's in good order. I think a six or a seven is probably okay. Um, maybe the distance might be her, her biggest worry today. It might be a bit short for her. In race number four, is Dick Whittington ready to fire now? He is. Uh, he certainly is. His last couple of runs have been excellent. He's just got to handle Caulfield. Um, but I can't fault his work, and, and certainly uh, look, he's, he's running the right sectionals in his races. He's doing everything right there. We just need to get him over a little bit further. But again, he's back in trip, or you know, just due to the wet tracks in Sydney. So, um, look, he should run really well. Uh, provided he handles the track, but it's probably tad short for him as well. Okay. In Sydney, you've got a couple of nice chances. Um, Sprout Wings goes around in race number five at $17. Is she over the odds? Uh, look, actually, I've had to scratch her this morning with a good okay. unfortunately. All right. You've got a couple of chances in the ninth race there. Can you split those runners? Uh, look, Undeniable's obviously a little bit further into her preparation. Uh, she's just hasn't been able to draw a gate, but she's going very well. Again, she's drawn a bit awkwardly, so I think by, by that time of the day, we'll have a bit of an idea where we need to be on the track. Um, she is going really well, but she'll probably need a bit of luck from the gate. And Marchioness, that's her first run here in Australia. Uh, really nice man, probably wants a little bit further, but just a good starting point for her. And Cliff's Art, she's in great form at the moment, and she goes around in one of the features, the Pam O'Neill at Doombin. Um She finds a heavy track as well. Your thoughts about her chances? Yeah, she would have been a, a, a super chance from a good gate, that's for sure. I thought she'd be right in that race. Um, look, it would just be a matter of the ride, Larry, where Larry can um, be in the run and, and, you know, getting the right run from the 600, really. Just need, you just need things to go right when you draw bad gates. Yep. But um, she's right up to the mark. Her work's good. And uh, she's certainly ready to tackle a race like this. And uh, She's in great shape. What's your best? Oh, I, even though she's got the worst gate, Cliff's art is the best. But, you know, you've, you've, you've got a lot, you need a lot of luck from bad barriers. All right. Good luck today, Matty. No worries at all. Thank you. There's, there's Matty Smith there. Ken Alford, hasn't he done a wonderful job with Ashford Street, who goes around in the Monash Stakes there at Caulfield? Let's hear what Ken had to say about his stable star. Yeah, it is a nice race. He's stepping up into another class. Um, I think he can do it. The way he worked on Tuesday morning, he was on a very heavy track at Warnable. But the young girl that rides him work, she's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. She knows. I always say that he farts. She knows, you know. Mm. It's done. Um, so that's a good push from Ken Alford. It's a big test for him, but he's flying at the moment this winter and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. We'll take a quick break with Gareth Hall here on The First Word at 7.33. When we return, we'll catch up with Nigel Blackiston. He's got a smart two-year-old filly engaged in the first and also have a chat to Travis Dowdle who's got a top chance a little later on in the program at Caulfield as well. Of course, that's not usual glorious. And he's also got a couple of chances there at Gawler this afternoon. And the first word with Gareth Hall. 7.35, we're racing on a soft seven at Caulfield. They've had 14 meals overnight. Hopefully the rain stays around. We don't get, as, we don't get too much rain this morning. There is a little bit predicted um, but we should be around the soft seven range. If it comes during the meeting, as Tim Bailey pointed out, we'll probably go down to a, the heavy range, but at the moment we're racing on a soft seven. Nigel Blackiston joins us now because Catanabia is his two-year-old filly that was impressive on debut at Bendigo, and Nigel is ready to go. Good morning, Nigel. Good morning, Gareth. How is Catanabia? She's in great order. Uh, very, very pleased with her. She's taken good progression from the first up run, which really was, I treated as a second jump out. She went into that only off a 750-metre trial beforehand. But she's always been very professional and very straightforward. She didn't have much luck there at Bendigo as well on debut. No, she's drawn her she out the outside barrier then. She's also drawn the outside barrier again today, unfortunately. But... Uh, as I say, there's only one bend at Caulfield. Hopefully, um, Alana can get into a nice position without driving them out early and uh, come off the back. 
Yep, so that's probably the key, just a little bit of luck where Alana can get in the early part. That's, that's, that's the most important thing, yes. The, yep. the Phillies can say she's in great order. Uh, you know, she's ready for today's run. Um, you just need a little bit of luck from the barrier. And what price are we getting for her today? She's had a terrific each-way price as well, around that $6. She's had a little bit of backing. So we wish you the best of luck, Nigel. Good luck with her. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers. Always great to catch up with Nigel Blackiston. So Katanabe there, the Philly by Sepoy, at around the $6 quote in that opening race, which is an intriguing race to kick off proceedings for the two-year-old uh, Phillies. Now, Trent Bustin, he gave this gallop a really good push before its first Australian run. He's our Bonneville, and uh, it won like a good horse. It goes around once again in race number nine. Here's Trent talking about he's our Bonneville and his chances this afternoon. He certainly hasn't gone backwards. Look, he's a straight-forward horse. He's on his feet. His, his coat looks good. Sort of yeah, can't, can't fault him, and I'd say he'd naturally improve out of that race. Obviously, there's always, you know, he's, he's raced for the first time in a long time. Turn around two weeks, second up. It's always that, you know, that theory, the second up, he might race a bit sour and a bit flat, but uh, he's certainly not showing that at home. And like I said, we've done very little with him to, to sort of try and keep him a bit fresh. So he's had a good each-way price there, or he's... He's into favouritism now. He's our Bonneville. We might just hear quickly from Bill Ryan talking about his galloper. This is another Tasmanian galloper making its way to Caulfield today. I speak of Take the Sit. She doesn't mind the cut out of the ground. She actually really likes it. And if they get a little bit of rain and the track chops up a bit, it could play to our advantage. She's a brilliant horse out the barrier. Um, she'll be the first one out of the gate. And um, she's very versatile. You, you know, you can, you can ride it on and pace her. You can go back. Um, she's a funny little horse. She prefers a bit of galloping room. So, you know, drawing wide isn't really going to worry her because I'd imagine she'd probably be about three pairs back. Um, hopefully with a bit of cover. If not, she'll just get stuck out on a limb, as you do from those gates. Um, and she can sweep down the outside with no weight on her back. So that's a good push um, from Billy Ryan regarding his galloper there. And the, the last race, take the sit, that's at a good each-way price with Josh Richards uh, claiming there um, with take the sit. So as Bill pointed out, she gets in with around 51 kilos this afternoon. Travis Dowdle does a really good job with his team in South Australia and he'll be setting not usual glorious to Caulfield in race number seven. And Travis is with us now. Good morning, Travis. Yeah, good morning. Not usual glorious. He's in good form at the moment. Yeah, he's he's racing really uh, really well. He's um, nice and fit, and he's uh, really full of himself and full of confidence. So we thought we'd um, take the punt today and send him over, and and uh, we kept a pretty close close eye on the radar to see the, the weather coming because it was a good a good ball when we sent him, and, and we got that seven that we wanted. And a bit more a bit more comes today, and we could even end up with an eight. Would be fantastic. So the wetter, the better. The wetter, the better. He loves it. He's, a, he's an absolute swimmer. So, you know, he can go on top of it, but he just thrives, uh, you know, when he gets that toe deep into it. And you got the right jocker, board. Geez, Logan McNeil, for a young rider, has got a lovely clock in his head and he can ride a horse in front. Would that be the plan with him once again? Yeah, it is. Um, look, there's, a, there's not a great deal of, of pace. There's a couple that might push forward, but I think um, the way he could have run, I think he'll probably end up taking it up or sitting outside the leader. Uh, and if they go too steady, he'll just um, let him roll along. So it'll be a genuine run sort of race. And, and like you say, he's, he's a great jockey and he's a good high-weight apprentice. So he's not carrying too much dead weight. So pretty happy with how he's placed. So he's um, definitely great each way. I hope he's worth a punt then at the $9, according to you, Trap. Yeah, look, he's a, he's a good each way chance. Um, the best thing about him is he makes his own luck. So... It'll just sort of we'll have to keep an eye on the way the track's playing today um, as to where we end up uh, coming into the straight and what have you. But um, we can, we've got plenty of time to watch that and, and let it unfold. you got a couple of nice chances there at Gawler in the first race and the two-year-old, you'll be setting her around Chococo. I think that's how you pronounce um, his name. He's the son of Troisier. What can you tell us about that debutant? He's a, a progressive little horse. He's just... Um, Probably looking for a little bit further. Uh, he's done everything right. He, he ran second in his latest trial, but he's beaten a bit of a margin. So I think sending him to the races today is just um, more just to round him off, finish his education off, and um, he'll be better for the run. But 
He does go okay. I don't mind him. What about Sacred and Moore in race number eight there at Gawler? Yeah, look, he's been a tricky horse. Uh, he's, he's gone around favourite a few times and, and just missed. Um, he's run some really good races this uh, this preparation without uh, he's only won the one. Um, but, yeah, look, he'll put himself in a nice spot. And, um, yeah, look, he goes back down in the in the weights. He's dropping a lot of weight this week, which is um, really helpful to him. He's not an overly big horse, so getting down to the 54 is going to be a big bonus. Last time he was down at that weight, he, he ran a really good race in the Sprint Series final here in Adelaide. So, yeah, we're looking to see him. I'd be disappointed if he didn't run for the top two or three. What's your best, Trav? Oh, look, I I think he's probably my most realistic chance. But, um, you know, the, not usual glorious has done nothing wrong, so... I think um, my heart's sort of going that that direction, but my uh, head in my pocket will probably be going to sacred more. Good on you, Travis. Good luck, mate. Thanks, guys. There's Travis Dowdle there with his runners, especially not usual glorious going around in race number seven there at uh, Caulfield. Well, Joe Pride's on fire at the moment. He's got a big team engaged in Sydney. He's also got, um, in fact, he scratched his runner there from Brisbane. So he joins us now. Good morning to you, Joe. Thanks for your time. Yeah, good morning. Um, a couple of interesting runners throughout this program. Um, we'll start in race number four. You've got Cooklara going around at around that twelve dollar quote. What can you tell us there? Yeah, she's um, she's a nice mare. She's still only quite lightly raced, still on the improve, uh, ready for this two thousand metres. Now she was always meter mares probably went a bit too hard to run two thousand, but I think this preparation just seems to be that bit more settled. Um, absolutely loves the wet, so she should run well. In the Simon Wild Colours, you've got Innkeeper that you've had for a start now. What can you tell us about his chances in that benchmark 88 in race 7? Yeah, very disappointing on what was the firmest track we've had in Sydney in some time, uh, about a month ago, but had a trial since. Um, lovely horse, arrived here in terrific order, and I, I couldn't see why on a wet track he wouldn't perform today. Snippy Fox in the same race? Yep, very genuine mare, um, loves the wet She's three from four in the heavy and three from four second up as well. So she's sort of um, she's got she's she's in the right spot to run really well today. You know, nice draw, um, plenty going for her. She's a she's nice as a genuine mare, and I couldn't see her running. You know, not running a really good race. Would she be your best chance in that race? Uh yes, yes. Yeah, she's taxed. Just keeps on winning. Um, can he do it again in the feature race there? The the listed winter stakes. Yeah, I think he can. Um, loves the wet uh, for tracks playing. You know, out of it wide, that won't worry me. Though he's one on a track like that at Ram, about three starts ago, uh, makes his own luck, and uh, he'll give a great sight. Your three-year-old filly also enjoys a heavy track, Ruben Noki. Um, she's another one from your stable that just continues to race well. Yeah, she's she's uh, another one, very genuine, um, makes her own luck up on speed, soft draw, which I'm assuming is a good draw. It's certainly a good draw to start with. It's whether or not the, you know, the, the track plays better out wide, but she can make her way out there if it is. Um, but, yeah, she's raced well right throughout the winter and no reason why she won't run, uh, run well again. What about Lady Brooks second up in that same race, race nine? I like this mare. She's, she's sort of the one that comes in there today in that race on fresh legs. You know, she's only had the one run, maybe some tired horses coming through this winter period. So um, I think she'll run, she'll run really well. And Silent Agenda and Titanium Power go around in race number 10. Yeah, two horses probably better suited on soft. Interested to see how the track plays today. Uh, titanium power, big weight, but he's a, he's a big monster of a horse. He, he, I don't think the weight, weight will stop him. The, the heavy track, he ran second two starts ago on it. Um, should run really well. All right, mate. What's your best um, at Randwick? Uh, Taxu and Snippy Fox. All right, I like that. Good pushes there for Snippy Fox and Taxu races seven and eight. Good on you, Joe. Good luck today. Great. Thanks very much, guys. There's Joe Pride there at 7.46. You're with Gareth Hall here on the first word on RSN Saturday Race Day. We'll take a break and come back and catch up with Andrew Bobham, Archie Alexander and Michael Kent Jr. on this Saturday morning. Informed panel, um, straight after the news at 8 o'clock, Mark Hunter, Warren Huntley and also David Gately along with Nicholas Quinn will be previewing the card and just... Um, communicating a little bit there with Mark Hunter. He was on the Breakfast Club yesterday with the Friday form panel, but with the scratchings and the changing conditions, I think everybody was looking or doing their form maybe for a soft five at Caulfield, but we're into the soft seven range. And if the rain comes this morning or throughout the meeting, there's a chance we might go to a heavy track. So 
Make sure you're listening to the team there with the Melbourne Form Panel just after 8 o'clock. Andrew Bobham talking about um, Mark Hunter. He made Andrew Bobham's galloper the red kite as he's ramaruffy yesterday on the Breakfast Club. Andrew Bobham joins us now. G'day, Andrew. Good morning, Gareth. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate. How is the red kite? Yeah, he's good. He's just about to load onto the float. I think he's a horse that uh, should be suited by those track conditions that you were talking about uh, just earlier. Uh, and I think he's progressive. We saw his first win at Ballarat over 1,500. We're very green, but uh, won the race on ability. Went to Casterton last start and just had a torrid time all the way around. Sat three wide on a very tight circuit, uh, but stayed on well like he wants 2,000 metres. So that's where we head today against his own age. And Brett Preble on top from the gate. I think uh, we can sit somewhere with a little bit of cover and hopefully he can be strong, uh, strong to the line. Beautiful, mate. You've done this before um, on both sides of the camera because you've answered all of my questions in one. I guess the, the the next question, are we having a punt today, Andrew? I reckon he's a place chance, no doubt. He's yeah. an interesting story. Uh, Isaac uh, Katz, a client of mine, found yep. this bloke online for 6000 bucks out of New Zealand and uh, bought him. And when he when he arrived, he, he'd just come off the float. And as soon as I looked at him, I said, geez, you're a nice bugger. So yeah. um, he's a horse that... Um, We've uh, put through the program here at the farm, and uh, as I said early on in the in the, in the feed, there he, he's certainly progressive. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if uh, 2400 uh, is even more up his alley. But um, we've got a good set of hands with Brett Preble on top today, so uh, he might be worth a little bit at each way odds. I'm not even sure what price he is. What is he? Do you know? Uh, he, he would have firmed in yesterday after Mark Hunter made him his Ramaruffi, and I can tell you right now with the tab. Um, at Caulfield in the third race, the red kite, there's been a couple of scratchings. Well, the favourite Oceana Blues are late scratching here. So we're getting $9.53 each way. Yep, that's good Good each way value. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to just really seem to just settle in the running with, with something to cart him into the race and then give him a kick in the gut at the top of the straight and hopefully he can be strong the line. Beautiful, mate. Have you got any other of those? Are you looking at any other of those? Any other horses there online? Because you got this bloke, the Red Kite, at six thousand, and Fina was what four thousand dollars. You've been able to find a couple of bargains. Oh, uh, and we're, we're trying every week, but uh, English Digital's just gone nuts. Uh, uh, there's, there's horses there that um, look really, really good value when you when you see them listed, but uh, when the, when the push comes to shove, five minutes out from the sale, they just go through the roof. So. Uh, the, the second-hand market has got very strong, but um, if, if you can find a good one that does slip through the clap, cracks, hopefully like this bloke, then uh, hopefully we can make a dollar or two out of it. Yeah, and I guess it's just a lot of time watching the computer and doing a lot of homework to find that bargain. Yeah, it certainly is, but that's been uh, the, the backbone of my operation is, is these yep. tight horses and uh, what we're doing out here at the farm uh, seems to suit them. So uh, if we mix that in with uh, some younger horses that we're, we're buying at the sales, and hopefully we can we can have a balance of horses that can get us to the races now and then some ones that hopefully have got some form of ability in, in the next year or two. Yeah, great stuff. And enjoy that story on the VRC website when they went down. And um, it was just great to have a look at your property. You've got a wonderful setup there on the at the Grampians. Yeah, very lucky that we have staff. We can have, have the best best property in the world, but if you've got no one to work on it, uh, then it's no good. I'm just standing here now. There's a dozen staff here. Just come, six will come back. Uh, from riding the horses, and the others are all working flat out on the ground. So uh, I'd be I'd be stuck without them. But um, that's that's the most important thing, and we're pretty lucky because uh, staff is probably the biggest issue in racing at the moment. So uh, I'm grateful for the ones that I've got. Good on you, mate. Good luck today. Cheers, Gareth. Thanks. There's there's Andrew Bolvin. Great to catch up with Michael Kett Jr. Because uh, the exciting inundation goes around in race number five. We're not getting three dollars today. He's into a dollar fifty with the tab. Michael, good morning to you. Good morning, Gareth. How are you doing? Good, thanks, mate. How exciting is he? Uh, he's very exciting. I think last start was the acid test. He came off a benchmark 58 pack and synthetic and had a wide draw, but to put a field away of, you know, tough seasoned three-odd sprinters like that was most impressive, and um, hopefully he can do it again today. Were you expecting that, or did he even exceed your expectations there at Caulfield the other day? Yeah, he definitely exceeded expectations, I think, for all of us. Um, yeah. You know, you don't test them properly at home. You, you train them on the bridle safe and sound and race days where they come off the bridle and you see what's under the bonnet. So for him to be able to um, travel in the straight um, 
on the bridle and Jai give him a little smooch and him go away by three lengths untested was quite quite good to see. And, um, yeah, definitely we didn't think that would happen. That must be the best part sometime, I, I, I would imagine, being a trainer. You know he's pretty good, but then he does that and you go, well, we've got something yeah. here. <laughs> exactly. No, it's the most exciting part of a horse's career like this when they're on that upward spiral and you just hope they don't reach the ceiling. So, um, anyway, it's a new challenge today. Um up in, up in distance, but I think um, four scratchings definitely helps our task. Tavi Dance goes around in the final event, and I remember hearing, I think, Mick Price, he was talking to Michael Felgate before his first up effort. He was favourite at Flemington, and he's, Mick probably said, uh, maybe he'll be better second up. Um, and he nearly won first up, so that must be a good sign for him today then, Michael. Yeah, he, he ran well there. I think the race panned out perfectly for him, so he had every chance. Um, he's a horse, he's an older horse now and we've got to work with his little issues so we train him quite lightly and keep him fresh and hence why he's staying at the 1400 um, it's a very busy race this like he's going to be a bit of luck he can uh, dawdle out of the gates and so from barrier 7 to 16 he's only back in amongst them and need a bit of room but the overnight rain has really helped his chances um, that's important to him um, yeah, I'm not, not not tipping him at all, I think he's he's a older horse uh hopefully seeing one well again and then up to the mile third up um would be more his go i think okay so that roll out three meters you know caulfield better than anyone three meters um soft seven do you think they'll be getting what right off the fence by this yeah, this, think, this race yeah I, I would i would have thought so um yeah those better lanes be out sort of five or six off the rail so that would be where you want to be going i would think if it's playing um as it normally does um but yeah, it's a good good race. There's no scratchings, and um, yeah, the bus and horse looks, looks quite exciting. So um, anyway, he's going there in lovely order. Um, really happy with the horse, but I just think he might need a mile to win in a race like this. What about um, your two-year-old colt by Maurice, six feet going around at Packenham in race two? Yeah, he's a lovely colt. Um, it's a not, not a bad little form race he's come out of. Uh, Black Max uh, has won since, and he was stuck three wide on the pace that day, working hard, and Gave in late, um, so with three weeks between runs, up in distance, um, he's got an inside draw. Just pack and synthetic, that can be a slight negative sometimes. Um, it can be better to be sort of swooping and um, you know building momentum. So hopefully as a trouble-free run, um, but yeah, nice, nice colt going somewhere and worth following. All right, then maybe the all-up inundation into six feet. Yeah, that'd be the go. Good on you, Michael. How's the shoulder? Thanks, You're back playing golf. Uh, no, no time at the moment, but um, it's yeah, it's ready to go. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Bombs. <laughs> Look, looking forward to seeing some of those videos. Good on you. There's Michael Kent Jr. joining us there, and Archie Alexander joins us here to wrap up the first word on this Saturday morning. Archie, we appreciate your time. No problem, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. You've got um, T Waters going around in uh, race number three there at Caulfield. Um, first up from a break over the 2,000 metres. What can you tell us about this son of Dundeal? Um, look, he, he didn't run bad first up last prep in the autumn, and then he just never really was right. We um, we had him sort of a little bit sick, and he was, then he cleared up, and he scoped dirty, and he had bad bloods, and Really, the, the whole prep, we were always just trying to patch him up and get him ready for another race, and nothing ever went right. So he didn't go to the South Australian Derby like we planned to. We gave him two weeks in the paddock, um, you know, got on top of everything, and then started again and just admitted we were going to miss the autumn and we were going to have to have a, a winter campaign. So um, he's trialled up really well the other day. He's in good form, and we're confident that, you know, all the niggles he had in, in the autumn or sort of in the past we know his qualities placed in a norman robertson place in a victoria derby in the spring so can he win first up over the 2000 meters archie well it wouldn't surprise me he, he won his maiden over 2000 like you said he was placed in a group race over 2000 um and you know that's obviously a very good trial for the derby with group horses today we come sort of to a, basically a benchmark race i know he carries top weight that's why we're claiming. Um, but you could argue he's got that weight because the handicapper thinks he's the best horse and, and he's got, you know, group form there, which a lot of the other horses 
that they might be promising horses, but they, they've come through maiden grade, whereas we've been to a group race and, and run really well. So, yeah, I think he, he's definitely good enough. Uh, yeah, long time between runs, which, you know, hands the advantage back over to the others who are maybe a little bit fitter, a little bit sharper. But, um, no, certainly he, he's, you know, he's a stayer, but he can definitely be effective over 2,000. Maximum Prime's got Visionari form. That that was over the mile. He steps up to the 2,000 metres. He confident levels there? Yeah, very happy with him. Um, he's had a really nice prep. Um, he's obviously come from New Zealand, so we're trying to, you know, we've been finding out a bit uh, as we went along. It's not like we've had a, a long time to get to know him. And um, he just relaxes really well in races. And he could have easily gone to the 1,700 today. Um, but we, we slightly thought that, just um, running again and again at the mile of the 1700, not much changes, and you get a similar pool of horse. And, um, you know, we thought, let's try something different. Let's go to the 2000. He relaxes as well. Um, and hopefully he, he's good enough. Like you said, the form's been good, handles this ground well, um, and he's been a very good form. And we've just had a very nice, long, gradual prep with him, and there's no negatives at home with him. Your best out of the two, Archie? Oh, I'd just say probably because he's had a few runs under his belt. Maximus Prime, he's going really well. And, you know, that there'll be no question mark on his fitness. Whereas the other fella, you know, he's had a while since his last run. Um, you know, there might be a few horses just a bit sort of tighter and fitter on the day. But um, look, hopefully they'll both go there and run well. And, you know, I think they're genuine top three chances, the pair of them. Yeah, brilliant insight there. Appreciate that, Archie. Good luck. No problem. Thank you. Sean Cosgrove, final scratchings, and there's a few at Caulfield this afternoon. Good morning to you, Cosy. Morning, Gareth. Yeah, Shari, the rail's out three metres the entire circuit, and uh, we've got a soft seven, total of 34. Now, race one, take out six, Nixie, ten, it's my turn, 13, Tappan, three, and 14, Tregara, six, ten, 13, 14. Race two, two, Ashlaw, five, Iconic Star, 11, Sunrise Ruby, 12, Diamonds in the Sky, 13, it's Kind of Magic, 14, Sweet Zoo, and 16, Moss Job. 2, 5, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16. The third, 6, Oceana Blue, and 13, Ocean Raider, 6 and 13. Race 4, 13, Running Cloud, and 15, 3 and 4 pence, 13 and 15. The fifth, 3, Attractable, 7, Lord Paramount, 8, Hallowed Ground, and 11, Bonjour de Gaulle, 3, 7, 8 and 11. The sixth, 8, Dazzling Lucy, 9, Jezelenko, 10, Lempica, 13, Forbidden City, and 18, in Viva. 8, 9, 10, 13, and 18. The 7th, 1, Adelaide Ace, 7, Solar Apex, 10, Scottish Dancer, 16, Swelter Magic, and 17, First Light. 1, 7, 10, 16, 17. Race 8, 7, How Romantic, number 7. And race 9, 17 through to 20, Mr. Exclusive from Gawa, Koikoi, and Polanco, 17 through to 20. So today, total of 34, soft 7, Shari, round out 3, the entire circumference. Good on you, Cosy. Here's the great Johnny Bowden with the news, and then it's the Melbourne Form Panel here on RSN 927, Saturday race day.